Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Yes, we are back today. It's October the 15th. We're finishing up where we left off yesterday. And we've been talking about all this week, which is your 2022 social media blueprint. And this is part four. And today, as promised, we're going to tell you what social media sites you guys need to be concerned with. And we're going to frankly um, tell you the long list of the ones you can just ignore. And uh, this is going to be designed to help you have a very clear path forward for how and what and frankly whether or not you do engage with social media for the sake of building your real estate business. So Julie, welcome to today's yes, show. Thank you. Looking forward to this and this uh, we did warn you yesterday includes some homework. So which social media sites should you actually care about? We've got a list of the top 15 but really I think uh, maybe five, yes, five of them are starred for the purposes of your real estate practice. Uh, so shall we start? With the list. We should. So I, I want to start out by giving you guys the, I think it's 15, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we're doing is we're suggesting, and by the way, none of these will be of surprise to you guys, but the ones that we're not suggesting you participate in are the ones that are frankly based out of China mm -hmm. um, and they have prominently uh, non-US customers, but they are some of the top social networking sites in the world. And also the ones that have really, really young demographics, like TikTok, for example, which is actually quite hilarious to me how many mm -hmm. articles Inman has uh, done on agents doing TikTok videos when you consider the average age of someone on TikTok is like 12. I know. doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But it still it tells you how really yeah, screwed exactly. up a lot of the things are in real estate that people are telling agents to focus on things that have virtually no – I mean, I guess if you're selling Barbie houses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so they didn't get a star for the sake of real estate use. So number one is Facebook with 2.74 billion active users. And we do have a star next to Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. You want to have – now, if you have to have a, a page on Facebook – have a personal one, but then have a business page as well. A Facebook business page has a lot of advantages, and uh, we'll talk briefly about that in a second. The next one is YouTube. Now, YouTube has uh, just a, what, 2.2 or 2.3 billion active users, which is amazing. But on YouTube, you can set up a business um, you know, profile on YouTube, and none of these cost any money, which is the best part. And then when you get listings and you have, you know, obviously videos that are taken or even your own informal videos of you walking through houses and whatnot, you can stick those up on YouTube. The main goal here is to have a profile because what this does is that it's searchable in Google. So when someone goes to Google and they put in any of your keywords and your pro and your uh, and we talked yesterday on how to basically set. Well, we're going to talk more in a second, actually, how to set your profiles up and what keywords to use. What is a keyword and all that good stuff but you will be found on usually the first page depending on how targeted your keywords are. Next up, number three is WhatsApp. Number four, Facebook Messenger, which is basically Facebook chat. Um, now, those last uh, two, you don't need to have a profile on. Number five is Instagram. And by the way, all these notes are going to be on timandjulieharris.com, so you can download all this as well. Use this for your own training sessions. A lot of office managers and whatnot use, uh, and whatnot use this content and have at it. So number five is Instagram. You should have a profile on Instagram. Instagram 
probably is going to become, if not already, the most active used social network for people that are in the target age that most of you have uh, for your real estate customers, right? Facebook is, uh, the demographic is uh, trending older, which is great too, baby boomers and generation Xers. But now you're looking at Instagram, which is essentially, it it encompasses almost all of the different um, age groups. And the nice thing about Instagram too, it requires less to post. In other words, you don't have to really write anything. You could just put up a video or a picture. And we talked about the power of little short videos yesterday, how they'll always get more people paying attention to them than say, for example, some long-winded quote or something like that, or some long-form writing thing, which most people won't read. Number six is... WeChat, which uh, does have a lot of users, but is not relevant to your business. Number seven, we already talked about TikTok, too young for your business. Number eight, something called QQ. I'm not. I'm not. Sad China. Okay. Yep. Uh, not for you. Number nine, Du Yin. Same thing. Number ten, Sina Weibo. I'm probably saying all this wrong. But You're saying it right. Uh, and then number eleven, Telegram. Number twelve, Snapchat. That's kind of fun for kids to play with, but not great for your business. Number yep. thirteen, Qua Shoe, maybe. And then uh, no star. Number 14, Pinterest. Yes, you have a star next to that. So how should they use Pinterest? Well, we'll talk about that in a this second. This is for making their profiles. These are just setting up profiles. And yeah. again, a profile, and we're going to give you the rules of profiles in a second. Actually, we're going to give you some homework for today's podcast. And then the last one, number 15, is Reddit. So the only ones, you, and you guys should write this down, the only ones you really need to concern yourself with is Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, and Reddit. And again, we are leaving off the ones that are not going to be in the same, like the user, they might have a lot of users, like for example, Telegram has 500 million active users, but that for the most part, that's not going to be where your potential customers are, but they sure as heck are going to be on, for example, Instagram. So hopefully that all makes sense so far. Now, let's talk about what the heck is a profile. Well, this is homework item number one, to upload a high quality profile picture of yourself to the five platforms that we just mentioned. Use the same photo for all five. Now, why is this? Well, people need to put a face to a name, whether that's a logo, a persona, or a real person in your company. The word brand means your company, and in the case of real estate agents, you. You are the brand. So your profile picture should represent your brand and make it easy for new users to identify your business. It's also important to use the same image across all social media platforms to ensure users can find you anywhere they search. So when you're setting up your profile on these five different social networks, if you haven't done it already, or if you have done it already, which most of you have, by the way, make sure you go back and you fix your profile so everything's consistent. Mm -hmm. Again, to Julie's point, if I'm searching for... Um, you know, for example, New Albany, Ohio real estate, and you've, you're essentially trying to tell the world that that's something that you specialize in and you've indicated that in all the profiles of all these different social networking sites, there's a high probability, though that's probably too generalized of a search term, but there's a high probability if you've gotten really good keywords that you will come up on the first page. Now, if someone lands on one of your, uh, you know, Instagram or, you know, your Facebook site, you're obviously going to want them to have an experience that's representative of who you are, a.k.a. your brand for the sake of real estate uh, practitioners, starting with, as Julie just said, a very professional picture, a really nice picture. Now, guess what? Really nice pictures are easy to come by. Most of you have iPhones or you have Android devices, and they have amazingly powerful high-res cameras on them just to have someone take a picture of that. You don't have to go to a studio. Um, Or you can also, on uh, iPhones, for example, you can actually set your the video camera to shoot in 4K. 
So if you wanted to put a little 4K intro uh, to yourself, a little short video of who you are, just nothing fancy, just like 30 seconds or whatever, you can have someone hold your iPhone camera or you can hold it yourself and essentially just shoot in 4K and you've got something of studio quality that you can then have across all the five platforms that matter. Yes, and when in doubt, err towards the side of a bit nicer than some of the stuff that you see online. I you have mean seen pictures. Picture-wise. Yeah. I have seen some truly horrifying agent surveys <laughs> of which picture do you like the best. And no, showing up in torn jeans and tie-dye and whatever, not appropriate. You want to be like business casual, approachable, smiling. Well, I mean, Julie's not touching on what she's actually thinking, but I'll say it because <laughs> I know what she's thinking. So if you are uh, making a picture, putting a picture up for the sake of business of selling houses, and let's say your picture is a little bit too racy or a little too sexy, it does not look like houses are what you're actually trying to sell. Now, you might think that is a great picture and it might be an amazing picture, but you're going to alienate more people than you're going to attract when it, it, assuming your goal is to sell houses. Hopefully that makes sense. Yes. We had an um, agent working for us. And um, she still does work. Actually, I'll even say who her name is because a lot of these guys know her. Rochelle. And when she first started working with us, she was in her 20s, very beautiful, vibrant, uh, you know, young lady. Yep. And she would, um, you know, dress appropriate to her age, but not dress appropriate to the people that she was selling to. And she actually would lose customers because of the fact that the women would think that she was, they wouldn't be able to put their finger on it. But when she was starting to work with a married couple, she, we, she didn't end up she getting made fun. the wife uncomfortable. She made all. the wife uncomfortable. It wasn't her behavior. It's because she was dressing age appropriate, but not situationally appropriate. That's right. And so what did she do? And we've done this exercise with countless coaching clients, both men and women. But in Rochelle's case, she, you know, started dressing on the side of more business, you know, Brumpy. business casual. But she uh, wore glasses. She pulled her hair up. You know, she didn't wear as high heels. She just kind of classed it up. Yep. She would tell you that, too, because she does this with her own coaching clients as well. Well, right now. she learned. I mean, that was right. 25 years ago. Yes. Now, this happens also with uh, especially our younger male crowd where they look like, I mean, let's be honest, when you got into real estate, you look like you were 12, too. Yeah. So, you know, especially the younger ones have a clean cut haircut, have modern glasses, dress a little bit more formally than you probably do when you're at home. So you can modify some of this. And you know, in the Harris Rules book, we have a whole chapter on how to do that. Well, look like the person or the people you're trying to attract. That's really That's it. That's right. And so if you're trying to move up market or if you're trying to, you know, <laughs> you guys get it, right? Conceptually, this makes sense. And yet if we look at your picture, does your picture look like who you're trying to attract? Or does it look like you're just trying to look like Mr. Casual or Mrs. Casual Joe? Yeah, it right? shouldn't look like you're going to a bar. Exactly. Or a nightclub. Exactly. All right. So <laughs> homework number two, update your bio with relevant information. New visitors check out your profile because they're searching for information about your brand. Remember, you are your brand. They're looking for info on you. In a few sentences, your social media bio needs to be clear about what your business is and what it does. It's important to add relevant keywords so that your target audience can find you in the search. For example, if you sell homes in New Albany, Ohio, you obviously want the keywords New Albany, Ohio. Think like a homeowner or a buyer who is searching for an agent who truly specializes in their market. You can actually say, my primary focus is New Albany, Ohio. Tell them. Say what you do. Exactly. That's the, that's the key takeaway is you have to tell them, <clears throat> excuse me, still getting over the plague that Zoe brought home. I know. Uh, you have to tell them exactly what you are. Don't make it, don't obscure it through a bunch of fluffery or. Like what's <clears throat> a, a home counselor? 
Exactly. You know, don't be weird about because it. Because people are not going to take time to read through a bunch of long-form copy uh, you know, glorify, where you're glorifying yourself. Just say who you are, what you do, what you specialize in, and you'll get more people reacting. Remember, a lot of people, like depending on, you know, most people are on their mobiles. And if you've buried into your profile on social the areas that you specialize in, you lost already. And, and what I see the best profiles are, and Julie and I do this too, is we make our, um, we, it's not even long form anymore. It's bullet points. It, so it's just like if you look at like a really good Instagram profile, you guys can look at ours. Uh, Tim and Julie Harris, just find us on Instagram. It's bullet points. Nobody is going to read. They want to see who you are, what you do, who you are, what you do. That's it. Yes. And they, you know, if they're in, once they see who you are, or what you do, they'll decide whether or not they're okay. That's the person I was looking for, or that's the person I need that I need to befriend so I can accomplish whatever my real estate goal is. But if you've buried it in a bunch of irrelevant information that's not relevant to what you do for a living, you're going to lose that lead and they're going to go to somebody else that w so they can do less work. That's basically it. That is that. And, you know, I often get a question from newer agents. Should I mention that I'm new? No, you mentioned no. what you do, not that you got licensed yesterday. And by the way, you can use the word we, right? So if you're mm -hmm. with, uh, for example, EXP Realty, Julie's got her license with EXP Realty. And by the way, if you guys want to join us at EXP Realty and you're looking for a sponsor, please do text me directly at 512 0206 and Julie or I will call you back and answer any questions. So if you are looking for an EXP sponsor, we are formally applying for the job. You can text me directly at 512-758-0206. But if you're in uh, just getting it started in real estate or getting started in a new market and you're worried about the question coming, uh, coming your way about how many houses have you sold, you can use the we. So we have, in other words, we as an agents with EXP have sold this many houses in this particular area over this time frame. You don't have to say I, you can use we. That's how real business people talk anyway. They don't always, they, they you know, that's the it's normal. I, it's normal it, it, for any business, right? Mm -hmm. And not just real estate. You're not trying to fool anyone. You're just trying to answer their question. We at eXp Realty have sold this many houses or we have sold this many houses to that's right. finish up what Julie was saying. All right, number homework number three, use hashtags, Julie. So one way users find relevant brands and products is by searching for hashtags. Now, what is that? Hashtags are keywords that people add to social media content to sort it by category. People search by using hashtags like hashtag, which is the pound sign for those of you who don't know, um, <laughs> pound sign or hashtag real estate or hashtag New Albany, Ohio. What should your hashtags be? Again, keeping to the same rules we already mentioned, what you do, where you sell real estate geographically, make your hashtags make sense. It just makes your content more searchable. And when it comes to these hashtags too, they become basically, if you tagged your posts with a hashtag, say for example, Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee homes for sale, you're gonna find that there's a whole bunch of other people that have also tagged their same posts with that same hashtag. All those hashtags get collected in one, uh, in one place. So if you go to Instagram, for example, and you put in hashtag whatever your relevant keywords are that you think Nashville, Tennessee homes for sale or Nashville, Tennessee, Nashville realtor. I'm just thinking out loud here. And you go and just search hashtag Nashville realtor. You're going to see a ton of posts that where other people have used that hashtag because in what you'll then see is how basically how um, popular of a hashtag that is. Hashtags are very are how people search for content on the social network. So if you go to Instagram or if you go to Facebook, what people do, 
uh, and maybe not you, but you will now, right? Is they put in hashtag and then what their keyword is that they're searching for. And then they're going to find what essentially is our collections of other people who've uh, posted their content that's relevant to what that particular hashtag is. Hopefully that makes sense. What we suggest is you choose the hashtags that are as specific and as drilled down as you possibly can imagine, like in neighborhood names. Like don't like I'm giving you bad examples in what I wrote, like hashtag real estate. That's actually a crappy hashtag because there's going to be too many people using it. But if I were, and Julie and I were still selling real estate in, say, New Albany, Ohio, we might say hashtag um, New Albany real estate. Or well, not even that. That's almost too general. Okay. It would be a neighborhood name. So hashtag okay. New Ashton Albany, Grove or something. exactly. Hashtag Ashton Grove, New Albany, Ohio, something like that. We drill down to the the very uh, granular definition or granular search terms that people would be using, because then we'd have a higher probability of uh, people actually finding us from what we've posted. And, and you it, can use as many as you want, right? There's oh, no yeah, limit yeah. to how There's many no hashtags, limit. so you Some, can be specific. Right. Sometimes on uh, you'll see on Instagram, people will put up. Uh, one little picture and maybe a three, three or four words describing it and they'll have like 100 hashtags because yeah. that's all they're doing. But I'm also going to say something else Learn it wasn't in my notes. You can, so that's what hashtags are, are. They're just telling the social network and everyone else what the post is about. But here's the interesting one. You, so for example, Julie and I are, uh, you know, hashtag Tim and Julie Harris, right, on Instagram. But if you wanted to message us directly, let's say you put up a post and it's a picture of a brand new listing you've loved and you want Julie and I to know about it, you put the at symbol, Tim and Julie Harris, and then when you put the at symbol, then the name of the person, uh, the name of the Instagram account, or the Facebook account for that matter, then that person is gonna be directly notified of your post. So so if you put in ha um, at sign, Tim and Julie Harris, and you do that on Instagram, it's gonna then actually notify us that you have uh, essentially mentioned us in your thing, and that also can create traffic for you. And how would you use this? Well, let's say for example, you are trying to, uh, you find some prospective sellers that you're interested in pursuing. And let's say these prospective sellers are going to be putting their houses for sale in the next 12 months or whatnot. And you're wanting to make sure that you're staying in front of them on social and it's not just they happen across your, your, uh, your content. You can actually, you get a new listing, you have some relevant real estate information, you want them to know about it so you're top of mind. And you can just put at symbol, you know, whatever their Instagram uh, page name is. And so your Instagram, like Julie's Instagram, she doesn't have one, but your, Julie's might be, you know, uh, Julie Harris or, you know, Julie, whatever it is, right? And so find out what those people's actual um, Instagram names are, and then you can at symbol that, and then that message will go directly to them. I, this stuff is highly nerdy, but when you start playing around with it a little bit, you can see that actually it can become effective at reinforcing your offline messaging. Now, remember, we said this every single day. Julie and I are advocates of um, social networking, but we see it for what it is. It's mostly screwing around online because the truth next is, point. oh, that's my next point. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Well, we're going to do one more and then we're going to conclude with those thoughts for sure. Okay. So homework number four, link to your website. This should be obvious, but in your profile, have a link to your website or other landing pages. Systems like KV Core, which is not just for EXP agents. Some of you guys in other brokerages have KV Core, but it's certainly part of EXP. They offer turnkey landing pages. So please don't be confused about the value of an agent's website. This is not 1998. Agent websites are now highly ineffective for lead generation. But you should at least link to your website. Did you guys get that, what she just said? Agent websites are highly ineffective, like will generate no leads. So don't think having a website is necessary. It's not. Having social profiles is because that those will get indexed. In other words, if somebody searches using your keywords, 
if you are using really good keywords, those are going to be showing up on page one or, well, really page one of Google is what your goal is. So a website, basically the same as a landing page, is important for the sake of offering prospective clients an opportunity to learn more about you. So that said, if you only have profiles built on the top five social media sites that we mentioned at the top of the podcast, you may decide a personalized agent site isn't even necessary. So homework number five, and this is how we conclude, it's up to you. Decide on your commitment level and how you'll actually schedule the care and feeding of your social media. Understand the facts. Social media occupies the space between mass media, like billboards, postcards, radio ads, and real, as in in real life, human-to-human communication. Like mass media, social media alone will be incredibly time-consuming and costly if being used as a replacement, which we have warned you not to do, for direct proactive communication. Either way, you are buying leads. You're buying leads with your dollars via social media and mass media, or your time with proactive lead generation. So here's the the real key thing. The incredibly important difference is that with proactive lead generation, you can control the result. You can easily improve your time to dollar earned ratio with improved skills. Again, you're in control. So ask yourself this question. If you had to take five listings in the next 30 days and you have no existing listing leads, how would you do it? Would you post on social media hoping and praying for someone with a home to sell or list Uh, that they'd get back to you on the phone and call people who have expressed an urgent need to sell now? Well, you're going to call voice to voice. You're going to go directly to that person, not just post on social media and pray to the social media gods. And that's the biggest difference right there. And thank you for reminding me that's what I'd written. But guys, that is the biggest difference. The biggest difference and the reason that we always tell you to lead with proactive lead generation is because all this other stuff is highly unpredictable. You're not going to know if you ever get a result from it. And I'll go as far as to say is most of the social networking stuff, you might get people that are mentioning you and maybe giving you some recognition. Don't conflate recognition uh, and any any sort of like um, basically anything you get from social with money because it's not. You can't monetize it. You can't eat it. Just because someone saw your post doesn't mean they're going to do business with you. The nature of how humans go about choosing who they're going to do business with um, is very refined. And remember, guys, this is essentially the way it's always been and always will be. If you have to hire a roofer, someone right now, to fix a roof leak on your house, the first thing you're always going to do is you're going to ask yourself, go to your own mental or you know real Rolodex, and you're going to say, who do I know that's a roofer that can fix this roof, right? Who is it that I can hire today to fix this roof? And if you don't know anybody, then what do you do? And everyone does the same thing. They go to a trusted friend or an advisor. Well, in those first two decision-making filters, basically, that takes out virtually, I don't remember the exact number, but something like 93% of all consumers find who they're going to use, especially to, you know, when it comes to selling a house. From They use someone they've used before, and they use a referral from a trusted friend or advisor. That leaves you know, basically 6 or 7% of everyone else that might be receptive to an ad. And that's where people go. And think about your own behavior. Your own behavior is the same way. You're going to use a roofer that you've had a good experience with in the past, aren't you? Yes, you are. And if you don't know one, you're going to ask a trusted friend or advisor. You're going to ask someone who you trust their advice if they know somebody who's you know, got a, a trustworthy uh, roofer. And if they do, that's who you'll use. And then and only then will you maybe, if you can't find from the first two filters someone to use to fix your roof, then and only then are you actually going to be receptive to uh, an ad. Isn't that interesting? 
And yet, what do most of you do? And understand that social networking is basically advertising. And what do most of you do? You put all of your hopes and your dreams and your future potential on the least on the category that's going to produce that's going to essentially produce no results or very very low results. And and you guys get the fallacy in that. Versus what we want you to do, obviously, is we want you to be the agent that they think of first, or we want you to be the agent that the other people will refer you to. And we also want you to learn how to be a proactive lead generator. The best way for you guys to have reduplicatable, predictable business is learn how to generate your own business. That means you wake up in the morning, you know what to say, you know how to say it, you know who you're going to call. You know what they're going to say because you, you know, basically it's all, essentially you're going to be following a conversation outline and essentially every seller follows a conversation outline. You know, the conversation is like a orchestrated game of tennis. It's very, very predictable. You get used to doing that work. You see the duplicatable, predictable results that come from doing that work. You start making consistent money. And then you ask yourself, why the hell would I do any of this social networking stuff? The answer is you don't have to. But if all you know how to do is try to buy business, it's one of the reasons why we've been observing for like the past five or six years that the churn rate for agents in our industry is increasing, not decreasing. In other words, the number of agents failing out of this business is, I'm guessing right now, based on what Julie and I have been seeing, granted mostly anecdotal information, but from what we've been observing from actual rosters, from actual real estate companies, there's more names coming and going than we've ever seen before. Now, why would that be? Because they're failing out of the business. Why would they be failing out of the business in this day and age when there's this many people selling leads and there's this much information on branding and team building and making your logo and doing all this other stuff? It's because that crap doesn't work, or at least doesn't work at, at a level that's going to uh, make it so that people can use it to stay in business. You guys get it? So few people like Julie and I, maybe one other person, is telling you the truth about what it takes to build a long-term sustainable business. Not just real estate, any business. It's about doing the real work. It's about doing the real work of real estate. It's about being a proactive lead generator. But if you want to supplement with the social, we've now given you your 2022 plan on how to do it. Hopefully this is usable for all of you guys. And thank you for putting up this week with my str slightly strange sounding voice. I'm getting over yet another plague that our beautiful little girl Zoe has brought home from school. Uh, it's either me or Julie that gets sick from Zoe. It seems like every maybe every other month and this was my turn and hopefully I'll feel better on Monday. In the meantime, if you guys need to get a hold of us for anything, if you want to give us any show ideas, any feedback, any topic ideas, just text me. Um, and I do respond to all texts, sometimes not right away, but I always will. 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.